It's Sunday, and you know what that means. It is time for the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Fantasy football, Browns talk, get you ready for NFL Week 5 right now. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. The sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. In the backfield, Latavius Murray. Huntley takes the shotgun snap. Back to pass. Let's the ball got stripped away. In the air. The Browns fight for the ball. And it's picked up by Miles Garrett. He's gonna score! Touchdown! It's gonna be sick. All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome. NFL week five is upon us. Already action in London. Bills and Jaguars battling it out. We will take you through your fantasy football start sits for every game. Get your questions in now in the chat section, hashtag AskAndy, or on social media, on Twitter, X, at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns, Instagram and TikTok, at AndyMCSports. My buddy Show Ali will be jumping in in a moment. But Browns fans, it's bye week, right? I wouldn't say it's actually been relaxing coming off a Tuesday show, talking with Gerard Cherry, Browns. Um, sideline reporter and ESPN Cleveland host, really kind of going over what what to to make of things during this bye week and looking ahead to San Francisco. And hearing Andrew Barry talk midweek, it sounds like number one to him is fix the turnover problem. Way too many. Totally agree. Also think you got to tighten up that offense. And Deshaun Watson, you got to get on the field, pal. I think he's going to be. And and then we have to see does he build off of his last game, which was a great win. I was there live for it against the Tennessee Titans. Or is it another baby step back and you have to rebuild? It's 10 games in, okay? I'm patient enough. I'm seeing Baker Mayfield 3-1, and one. all right? <laughs> Come on. I'm impatient. Let's go. Come on, Deshaun. Let's go. Let's pick it up. Let's fix the running game. Let's get this thing done. Now, for Browns fans today, important games to watch for. Number one, you have the Ravens. And the Steelers are two arch rivals, two teams. I I go back and forth on which one I hate more. They're both very unlikable. But for our purposes today, Browns fans, okay, we want to make sure those rat birds are not running away with the division. They beat Pittsburgh. They're four and one, and they're perfect in the division. We can't have that. So unfortunately, we have to hope for a Steeler win because despite them being two and two, they'll technically go up on the Browns. And be in second place. That's the better path. Kenny Pickett is going to play today with his bone bruise. Really? Okay, so you have an even less effective Kenny Pickett than usual. I think they should have gone with Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky's won ball games and he can move a bit. Okay? I would be very surprised if the Ravens do not win this game, but it is on the road and it's a division game and the Steelers always play uh Lamar Jackson tough Ravens just a four and a half point favorite so we're hoping for a Steelers win we're hoping that our old buddy Josh Dobbs could have used him the other week in Arizona defeat the one and three Cincinnati Bengals they're hosting them and that's doable T Higgins is out today cracked ribs Joe Burrow hasn't thrown a touchdown in two games if Arizona beats Cincy their season's done it's over you might as well bench and, and recoup Joe Burrow and then finally the one us Browns fans want to watch for Sunday night football. In general, that's going to be a gem. Cowboys 49ers. We want the 49ers to win. Okay? Here's why. They lose. They're going to be pissed off. And they're coming into Cleveland. They're, they're, they're good enough. I don't need an, an extra excuse, especially with Kyle Shanahan, who remember in the Johnny Manziel year, wrote like at what, the 12-slide PowerPoint to get himself fired from Cleveland with all the dysfunction went to Jimmy Haslam wanted out of his contract with a detailed PowerPoint presentation. So, you know, he wants to win. We want the 49ers to beat the Cowboys, hopefully in a long, like overtime, they're worn out, you know, make it so that they don't have an extra reason to come in hot. So there you go. We'll, uh, we'll track anything throughout the week. We'll be back Tuesday for a Brown show, but right now we're going to get to our fantasy football side of things. Take you through everything, get in the chat, get us on social media. Let's bring in show Ali from Sportsnet. show. How you doing, brother? Good, man. How's it going, Andy? I'm doing well, sir. Doing well. Thank you. Great for uh, jumping. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving. You know, we're it's it's not the same as the U.S. one, not the same level of, uh, of football, I guess. But, uh, you know, it's all good. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, Andy. What's on the, the docket for the McNamara's today? Lots of pumpkin pie. Uh, my okay. wife, Joe, makes it's 
it's I, I like half joke with her. It's uh, why I married her. And it's like 50% joke. Cause it's like, it is, it is a level of pumpkin pie. Like show it's melted marshmallows okay. in with pumpkin graham crumble. Cr it's, wow. it's delightful. It, it, if, if it's like a last meal, if they, you know, you're, you're on the last meal, you're on death row. I'm having the stuffed chicken cheese and ham that she makes and the pumpkin pie. And then take me to the chair. I'm good. Okay. All right. <laughs> So it's not a bad way to go, it sounds like, right? <laughs> not bad. What about you? You got family stuff? Are you going out? Uh, yeah, family stuff, yeah. Actually, it's the first year where, like, half of my family, who all used to live in Florida, they've actually oh. moved back to Toronto. Like, they, they were all, we all were born here and grew up here, and when we were quite young, they all moved to Orlando, and uh, they all moved back here. So they all live oh. in Toronto. So it's the first Thanksgiving since everyone's like living back here permanently that we're all having Thanksgiving at someone's house. So I'm, it's going to be quite crowded versus what it usually is, which is just like me and my parents, my brother and sister and my wife, essentially. Nice. So that means you're, you're funnel to uh, uh, off brand uh, football league memorabilia is now gone. No more Orlando Vipers or whatever it was for the XFL. You know what? I do have my XFL Vipers hat, and it is legitimately still my most comfy hat. But it's funny because they like relaunched the XFL, so the Orlando Vipers, I guess, like or the Tampa Bay Vipers, don't exist. It's like the Tampa Bay Guardians or something oh. like that. And now they're merging with the USFL, so you have a real collectible, right? That's it's like true. <laughs> you can't mess around with that. And we got people jumping in the chat. Nathan's in there. Hello, Nathan. All right, we'll get to the questions in a little bit. Get them in. Uh, use hashtag AskAndy. Morning. Rick says, hello, morning, gents. Hello, Rick. God for jumping on. Oh, my camera's bugged out. You know what's weird, show? I got this camera. Use it for a long time. Once a show. Guaranteed once a show. It pops out. I will, I'll, I'll reboot this for like three seconds and then I'll be fine the rest of the show. It's crazy. It's absolutely bizarre. So I'm going to refresh for a sec. Why don't you, let's take a look at that Bills game. Sure. Uh, maybe keep us up to date on that for one second. I'll be back in one momento. Yeah, Jags, Bills. This game is in the first quarter. I see here, uh, I think it was Zay Jones that actually caught the touchdown. Trevor Lawrence is 7 of 10 for 101 yards and a touchdown. This guy has a passer rating of 135.8, which is incredibly impressive. So, yeah, the uh, Jags game, Andy, going pretty well for the Jaguars. I did see for your uh, shares of Christian Kirk, he has two Ooh. catches for 50 yards early on. The uh, <laughs> does not look like a lot of defense being played by the Buffalo Bills early on, who none of them seem to be having a very good fantasy day. But then again, it's only two minutes to go in the first quarter, so still a lot it's of time early. left. It's early. Boy, after that dud week one for Christian Kirk, boy, he's been good. He's been great. He's been good. For where you could have drafted him, like I got, I forget what round, but I got him like mid round. Like, you know, it's not like he was super hot on anyone's list. He's been amazing fantasy wise since that opening game. That's a really good pickup. And yeah, London's their second home. And do you find show like the London game is sort of like the Thursday night games where weird stuff can happen, where the, if it was played Sunday at one, you'd expect totally like weird things happen in London. It's true. There always is kind of funky play or a funky result for some reason. Mm -hmm. But maybe I've become desensitized to it because, they, like you said, the Jaguars play essentially what I guess they plan to play two games a year there, which is kind of funny. I mean, most teams wouldn't give up essentially two home games or one home game and even one away game. But no, I, uh, I gotta say it's it's kind of like I've become used to watching them, which I guess is the I guess is the plan. That was part of the the whole thing and getting the Jaguars to play there like as many times as possible over every single year. Well, yeah. And now it's like, okay, they're going to be playing more in, in Germany and international. Right. And I guess, I guess when you have a team that doesn't have the most passionate fan base, like sometimes show, if you want to travel to a game, unless you're like a hardcore meathead, you, you don't typically, I would think most people watching would want to go to a game to get into a fight specifically, yeah. right? Not ideal. Not idea. Jacksonville is one of those places I feel so you could go opposing team wear the jersey. No one's going to bug you. They don't care. <laughs> it's very nice. It's yeah. a nice, yeah. nice, great little fan base. Whereas if you go to, you know, Pittsburgh, Buffalo or other spots, it can be a little, little dicey, right? So it's true. Um, I feel it's true. Maybe it's because Jags, Jacksonville, the Jaguars are, are relative, like relatively speaking. I know they've existed for several decades at this point, but they're like a relatively new team and they've been yeah. bad for most of that time. Right. You know, if they were ever, if they were ever good again, I guarantee you 
that they would be like the fans of the Jaguars would be just as obnoxious as any other team because mm-hmm. that's how it is. When your team sucks, like no one really cares. But when your team is good, you're just as bad as everyone else. Right. That's right. I, show I am desperately waiting to be a bad winner as a Browns fan. I want to be a horrible winner. You've been a bad winner ever since we've known each other. Come on. <laughs> I try. I don't get that often a chance to be a bad winner, right? I'll never forget. I'll never forget Andy's reactions after the Browns beat the Steelers, and like oh. there was an image of Big Ben crying as he oh, walked off the field. Oh man, good heavens! You're still yeah. riding that. Oh, show! I'm not kidding you. I have the image saved on my phone, and every once in a while, <laughs> every once in a while, I'll scroll down to it, I'll just be like, "Hmm, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> good stuff. That's 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 pumpkin pie good for <laughs> to see Big Ben cry." Uh, let's get to some. Uh, uh, notable injuries today. So I mentioned off the top, T. Higgins of the Bengals out and show not as big of a, I guess maybe of a fantasy factor, unfortunately, as it was because Joe Burrow is, is two games without a touchdown. Like that calf, that is significant. And, and show, unless you rest it, he's not going to be right the whole year. Yeah. I Well, there was a the news that came out that apparently he had suffered a calf injury. Like he had had the calf injury, obviously from the preseason right. when he went down in like the, practice or the first preseason game or whatever it was and then the season started and they said the calf injury was still bugging him a little bit but mm-hmm. then he came out last week or something and said that he'd actually re-injured the calf injury in week one and they just didn't say anything about it so that kind of explains <laughs> oh. why he'd been so terrible in the first couple of weeks and why he's looked a teensy bit better but boy it's it, i mean i know people probably drafted burrow pretty highly to be your one QB in a one QB league or like very highly in a two QB or a super flex league, for example. And it's, it's been a pretty rough result. I honestly, I think I'm at the point now. And I said this to you last week that I had started Jordan love, for example, over, mm-hmm. uh, over Joe Burrow. I think I'm at the point now where I just, I need to see him play well in a game before I can even start him now. I'm I just like you. need to see it because what happens if he goes out there and he like re-injures the calf, the calf again, like this is this guy is getting paid like, $200 million, they're not going to want to push it too much. No, no, you're absolutely right. And it's a very real possibility because that's one of those injuries, especially for a quarterback. You're using your calf to push off every time you throw the ball. It's not like a, you know an elbow on your non-throwing arm, right? Like it's You're using that every play. I'm thinking, show, if we're looking at this, the Bengals are three-point road favorites. I might take the money line plus 142 for the Cardinals straight up win. Like, I, would you be that shocked if that happened today? Plus, like, for the Cardinals at home for a Bengals team with Joe Burrow who can't throw the football and missing T. Higgins? I mean, it's still – it's probably unlikely. But at the same time, this is a Cardinals team that just straight up beat the Dallas Cowboys like a couple of weeks ago. So and the Dallas Cowboys presumably are just – even without Trevon Diggs are a way better team offensively and defensively than the uh, the Bengals are. So, yeah, yeah I mean, this three-point favorites, it's not, a, not the highest for a team that you would think would just go up into Arizona and just – wallop them so yeah i mean it's not terrible you mentioned joshua dobbs off the top he has played quite well i thought yeah. he's played well uh, michael wilson that rookie wide receiver i yep. mean that guy has absolutely burst onto the scene and i mean maybe that might be like a more pickup in keeper leagues or dynasty leagues but he has looked phenomenal for a guy who has dobbs throwing him the football so there are weapons down in in arizona of course james connor as well i can't forget him so yeah it's been actually a more productive offense than i thought it would be well and for this week like look we have four teams on by the browns chargers seahawks buccaneers there's some significant firepower missing this week so maybe especially for like those we love those contrarian plays on dfs show like a dobbs Wilson stack, which that that couldn't have been on anyone's radar ever. <laughs> it could make sense. Like you could put Josh Dobbs in. He has looked fantasy point wise. He's popping up points and Wilson as the go-to, especially with Rondell Moore struggling. Like that is not the craziest thing to go along with a wild fantasy season already with Puka and Tutu who are lighting it up. I can't believe it. Right, like that—that's not a crazy play today. I don't think Dobbs and no, it, it really isn't. Especially if you're like someone who had I don't know, like Keenan Allen or someone who had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin or any of yeah. those guys, right? I mean, maybe even Amari Cooper, right? I mean, all yeah. those guys have been putting up decent point output days. So yeah, if you're if you're in need, it's not a terrible play. Like I, 
I might fire up, especially if like Amonra St. Brown can't go for the early slate of games. Yeah. And I think he was he was doubtful last I checked. So if uh, if he can't go, I might fire up Michael Wilson. And I think in our league, actually. Yeah, I, I you know what I have one. I'm trying to debate in one league if I play Michael Wilson or Jordan Addison of the Vikings because Addison right. put up like nothing last week, but they're playing the Vikings and he looked at it. Sorry, he's playing the Chiefs. Um, right. And he looked good before. I'm like, man, do I go Addison or Wilson? I'm 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 torn on that. I, I have Addison in there right now, but I'm like, I'm debating. I'm debating that one. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, Addison, a, a literal zero last week. A yes! An actual literal zero. So that's tough. And the Chiefs are probably a tougher out than than most teams. So I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's it probably has to do a little bit with the with the, the quality of the game because if I feel like Addison gets used less when the game script is is less positive for or pardon me yeah. more positive for the Vikings because they just run it a little bit more or they just feed Justin Jefferson. That seems to be Kirk Cousins' game plan. They just feed JJ over and over and over again. That's it. And Rick in the uh, in the chat here, jump in too, folks. Click share, notifications, subscribe. Click like, all that good stuff. Jump in the chat room here on Twitter as well, at AndyMC81, at SNSLE, at SickPodBrowns. Use hashtag AskAndy. Get your fantasy football questions in. Rick says, play Wilson. I might do it. You know what? Damn it. I'm going to do a live lineup change on the show. I'm going to put Mike Wilson in for Jordan Addison. If that guy goes for 200, I'm gonna, I only have myself to blame. I won't blame anybody else. I won't blame anybody else. Uh, Rick says, uh, Chiefs D is legit. Jefferson will be double coverage. Madison isn't going to run too well. Yeah. Boy, my Madison only fear is they looked it up. Ran well all year, Andy. To Rick's point, very like average. The running game in in, uh, in in Minnesota has looked very bad. Very average, yeah. And earlier he was saying if the Bengals lose this game, they should shut Burrow down until he's good again. I agree. If they go to one and four, shut him down for a like it's it's a lost year, which is crazy to think in week five. Like it's you're not rattling off ten in a row like you did last year because it was recovering from the appendectomy, which just takes time internally. And it's it's not a muscle, so right. yeah, I I would do that as well. Interesting. Uh, okay, so we yeah we did Bengals Cardinals games, and you mentioned the Lions. Let's go to that one. That's Lions Panthers. Lions three and one, still love it. Nine point favorites over the winless Panthers. James and, and this is some stuff to track because Jamison Williams, um, is looking to be show. He's going to be a game time decision. It seems a a possible coach's decision, not injury but that he just oh. plain old might not be ready in the coach's mind to play. Okay. So I mean, he was one of those highly drafted. He was the, the top drafted wide receiver in that, in that draft, I think. Right. Uh, either he was, or he was the second guy. Anyway, because he was drafted incredibly highly and obviously had a suspension and so on. I mean, yeah. it would, it would be great for the lions. If Amonra St. Brown didn't play and Jamison Williams did, but I mean, boy, if, if both of them are out, then I, I Sam Laporta, the WR one in Detroit. Oh, probably. Got, that's I'm hope and and uh, Monterey St. Brown currently show listed as doubtful. If I see a D okay. Sunday morning, you got you know Unlikely. yeah you got to go a different direction. I, I have Sam Laporta in um, in one of my leagues. I, I think that's a smash spot for him. Now, if you're looking for another wide wide receiver, if St. Brown doesn't go, and even if Williams does, because he's if he does. By the sounds of it, he's not going to get a full workload. Maybe you're looking at a little Khalif Raymond here show. 7% rostered only. Could be a nice game day ad. And in the past, well, this season, he has one touchdown this year. But in past seasons, in spot duty, he's popped. So Khalif Raymond could be a nice little ad if a last-minute uh, roster ad and pop into your lineup if Amonra St. Brown doesn't go, which it's looking like he won't. Either uh, either Khalif Raymond and I, you know you and I have had the Khalif Raymond discussion before, yeah. or certainly the uh, the Josh Reynolds train as well, right? Josh Reynolds has yep. popped off and yep. has looked a little more, but more than being like a jag, right? Like just a guy. And I mean, it's possible Jared Goff focuses on some next guy we no one's ever picked up or no one's ever played. But those are probably the top two candidates from a, mm -hmm. an actual wide receiving standpoint. I also saw that Jameer Gibbs is a real good chance he does not play as well. So, I mean, yep. David Montgomery has shown that he is capable of, of uh, toting the ball like 30-plus times, which is incredible. So, if he uh, if he goes, then that'll be fine from a running game perspective. But it does, it does make you wonder 
that about the asset allocation in Detroit during the draft for them to like draft Gibbs so yeah. highly and then just like not really use him. I know he's injured, but but like just in a general sense prior to this week, they just don't really use him that much. No. I mean, they might as well have just drafted another defensive player to put next to Aiden Hutchinson at this point. Yes. Uh, or yeah, and and draft a you know a change of pace rotational running back later right. in the draft. Like no, and and Jameer Gibbs has another one for Detroit. That D show. It's got the D in there. So uh, if he even goes, I wouldn't be playing him anyway. I have him in um, one of my ESPN leagues. I benched him. Uh, I put in Kyron Williams for the Rams, who was questionable early in the week. No injury designation going in. So that's good news. So go. yeah, very interesting matchup for Detroit. And for, boy, show for uh, the Panthers. Like I'm the only thing I'm pleasantly surprised on is um, Adam Thielen. That's really been it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, Miles Sanders has been not healthy, so great yeah. from a fantasy perspective. I think a lot of people expected there'd be more than there, given that he is essentially the only the only running back of any consequence, essentially. I know our pal Chuba Hubbard is still there, but you know, this this is not a lot else going on, unfortunately. But I I gotta say, Bryce Young, I don't think looks bad. It's just he's the kind of he's he's kind of guy who needs to hold it a little bit more and the offensive line is not very good and they don't really have any other like really dynamic wide receivers like not in the same way that AJ Brown does things for Jalen Hurts or Tyreek right. Hill does things for Tua or even DJ Moore look at Thursday night DJ Moore got three touchdowns wow. from Justin Fields so I think they're there I mean there are the reports that the Panthers are looking for a number one wide out so maybe they'll get their guy but until then yeah it's hard to start anyone Panthers offense no and like Adam Thielen is a good receiver but at this point in his career he's a catch it he's not going to be bursting you know sprinting down the field making yeah, he's, yeah. he's going to catch it fall down type of guy maybe not that extreme but you know what I mean um so yeah embrace young oof. we'll see all right let's keep clicking here we got 11 nothing Jaguars in London so far over the bills in the second quarter how about that wow um let's go Texans Falcons and show can you believe C.J. Stroud has not thrown an interception? Yeah. Six TDs to no picks. I don't believe it. I got to say, he is if, if he is unrostered, and I'm not saying he should be rostered in like 100% of leagues, but if you're in a 2QB or a Superflex league, I would be stunned if he is not rostered. But if he is uh, free and available on the waiver wire and you're in a 2QB or Superflex league, then I would I would rush to go pick him up. Oh and even God. in 1QB leagues, I mean, if, if your QB is Joe Burrow, for example, or if your QB is on a bye or or you had a, a quote-unquote lesser QB, I mean, <laughs> he's certainly outperformed my expectations. And that's yeah. a kudos to this guy. I mean, I, I definitely thought Anthony Richardson would be the offensive rookie of the year. And I, I think he probably still will be because he does some pretty crazy things. But CJ Stroud is right there at this point. Like he's playing very, very well from a with a real life real life perspective and from a fantasy perspective, Andy. So after the opening weekend, n- the next three games, 21 plus fantasy points, 20 and 21 plus. Ooh. You can't get better than that. For a guy, now his rostering went up 30% this week on waiver wires. Now 77% rostered. Um, I tried to get him in show in every one of my leagues and everyone has been rostered. I'm like, damn it. I've been trying for trades. I've had nothing. No one's given up CJ Stroud. So I'm I'm out of luck there. But I'm with you there. Tank Dell, he's finding the rookie there. Nico Collins. Yeah. Like he's making these guys relevant. And while the Texans, let's not make a mistake about it, they're still a bad football team. But they're a bad football team that's looking pretty good for your fantasy world. And they're, and they're playing the two and two Falcons who that's one of the fakest two and twos. I think I've ever seen. I think they take, I think they, they, I don't know why the Falcons are two and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Texans there. And it's never a good sign when even after your team wins <laughs> that the head coach has to come out and says, yes, Desmond Ritter is still our starting quarterback. That that's, that's never a good sign. Like you're two that's and funny. two and they're coming out and saying that yeah. it's just, that just speaks to the, I don't want to say like dysfunction, because I think dysfunction speaks to like really crazy things going on. It's just, they don't have anyone else. There's no one else to do it. So it's, it's funny that he had to come out and say that. I mean, it unfortunately does limit the uh, production of virtually any Falcons player not named B. John Robinson at this point, though. Yeah. Like, really, if you're the Falcons, you have, who, you have Taylor Heineke behind you. The guy's won some games. Like, Taylor Heineke, in, Taylor Heineke, if they replaced Desmond Ritter, 
he's the type of backup. He'll come in for like two games. He'll look awesome. And everyone's like, yeah. And then it'll be like, oh, right. In game three, right? Like to a me- guaranteed. That's how it goes down. But if you look at like that division, Falcons, NFC South, Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Buccaneers. If you're the Falcons, like you're, you're right in it for the division, right? Like at two and two, you're right in it. So I wonder how long that leash on Desmond Ritter is going to be. Because if you pop Taylor Heineke in there, all of a sudden you'd have to think Kyle Pitts, who's been targeted so much show, but just the passes to him have been terrible. You upgrade the pass efficiency. That ups the level of Kyle Pitts, ups it at Drake London as well, I think. Man, Andy, Kyle Pitts is close to being a droppable player. Honestly. Isn't that wild? Like redraft, I don't blame like, him. Yeah, I don't blame him at all. I agree with you. It's it's just the the like you said, depth of target and all the various things that goes along with what what you look at for what tight ends and wide receivers and just pass catchers in general are are using to become fantasy relevant. None of it exists for Kyle Pitt, unfortunately. Like I have no doubt what'll happen is they'll get a competent quarterback in the next year, probably, yeah. and then they'll they'll be able to do more dynamic things. But good heavens, until then it's just it's hard to start anyone. Like it's hard to start any receiver. It's hard to start Drake London. It's hard to start Can't Kyle do- Pitts. Literally anyone. I know Drake London will catch the odd touchdown because it's not even even the worst NFL teams. Yeah, yeah. Put up a couple points a game, but boy, it's uh, it's not someone you can really rely on. Given that Drake London was also one of the higher drafted uh, wide receivers in his in his draft class. Sure, lots of potential still. Rick in the chat here, and you guys can jump in as well. Says eight and nine will win that division. LOL. I I believe it. We Uh, saw the we saw the Bucks win it. Didn't the Bucks (laughs) win that division at eight nine last year? Was that last year, they two did. years ago? Yeah, yeah. Probably, are the Bucks not the favorite right now to win that right division? Now. The way Baker has been, like Baker has been playing fine, and they're they feel like they're the favorites over the Saints, the Panthers, and and of course. Oh, the I'm so jealous, Joe. Did you see Baker on the Pat McAfee show? He's feeling it, right? He's back to like yes. woke up, woke up feeling dangerous. Oh, I should have wore that shirt today. I have one chance to wear it. Darn it! My woke up, all my Baker memorabilia now grossly outdated. <laughs> but sure. my woke. Woke up feeling dangerous. Like he is, he's feeling it, man. He was on the college show. He's uh, uh, in press conferences. He's like talking in uh, hip hop lyrics. He is feeling the groove for Bake Show. So I, I, I wish him well. I missed. Uh, I, I went down a little rabbit hole last night. Show watched like 2018 when he came in and got the Browns' first win. And I was like tearing up. I'm like, ah, oh, Bake. He was a, he's a jerk, but he was my jerk. Damn it. We need some more Baker Mayfield commercials in Florida. I want to see some more good commercials with him. Yep, that would fit. Yeah, at home with Baker. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Rick saying, how about if the Falcons trade for Kyler Murray? Yeah, Kyler, you know, you know, Kyler could use a little change of scenery, weak division. If he's healthy, he can run around, right? Then you have Kyler and Baker, the two uh, two Heisman winners from the same school, zipping in and out. There you go. Interesting. Um, yeah, if you're, if you're the Falcons, like that's what you have to decide, Joe. Okay. You win that division. Anything can happen. You can get lucky, whatever. But if you win that division, you're not going anywhere. Like, you're losing in the first round for sure. But I guess you just want to get into the dance. Like, there's not like, oh, man, whoever wins that division could go on a run. Like, no, it's going to be really bad. Uh, Let's see. We got Titans-Colts next. This is tough if you're the Titans and you're not named Derrick Henry show because I know they beat Cincinnati last week. The Colts, it's another division game, and that's a weird one. I could see this one like a 13 to 10 and just ugly fantasy-wise across the board, probably if you're not named Derrick Henry or Anthony Richardson for the Colts. I, I will say, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is going to make his return today. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's tough, right? Because we know the Titans' rush defense is excellent. Like, it is mm-hmm. very, very, very good. And because it's so good, it almost makes the Titans like a pass funnel uh, opportunity in the sense that like all the pass catchers are a more uh, attractive option for the Colts than the running game is. But, I mean, you have Jonathan Taylor. You probably stashed him on your bench since the draft. You probably got him at a pretty attractive discount as well. So it's going to be, you know, it probably won't be great sledding for someone like Jonathan Taylor. But at the same time, now that he is playing and he has the big deal uh, that he signed with the Colts to boot. I, I don't know. I, I would probably start Jonathan Taylor with the expectation that he's probably going to be like an RB3 or a flex play this week, just until you see what he looks like 
And it's also a very tough matchup for any running back coming back. But then again, he is one of the more dynamic backs. And, you know, they say start your studs. So I, I would start him. But you're right. After the three of Henry... Richardson and uh, Taylor. There's not a lot of other like really sexy options. Maybe if you think Anthony Richardson can take advantage of a not so great Titan secondary, then maybe you can start Michael Pittman as well because he's right. been I've he's been, been impressed. Okay, I would say, but yeah. uh, maybe not super reliable. Right, and and then as well with Jonathan Taylor, we use that those two words pitch count. Right, is right. he on? What are the reps going to look like? Is it all? Those are the things we don't know. But if you don't have a better option, yeah, you pop them in. I would just temper your expectations there. Uh, now let's go to that Ram game. We talk about stars returning Cooper cup, apparently show without limitation, without limitation will be in there. However, even saying that it's like, okay, without limitation, that doesn't again mean he'll be thrown out there for every play. He'll be out there all the time. The risk of uh, an injury again, potentially four o'clock game versus the Eagles. So undefeated Eagles team Rams are interesting. Um, with Cooper Cup returning, who do you think takes the biggest fantasy hit on that Rams team? For me, I think it's 2-2, probably goes down, because Pook has just been so good. I don't think you can turn away from him altogether. He's been so good. No, I agree with you. I, w- I would say it's 2-2 that takes the hit, and he wasn't all- already wasn't great last week. And, yeah, You down. know, you look at Puka, and, and Puka as well, We've seen in the Matthew Stafford Cooper Cup era, we have actually seen other wide receivers coexist with Cooper Cup. It's not it's not as though it's never happened, right? So right. his role actually, even when Cooper Cup was out, Puka would seem to have been occupying a little bit of some of the the routes Cups would have uh, run for sure. But he almost seemed to occupy that uh, the Robert Woods part of the the tree the route tree that it was being run in the sense of going back to the year when they won the super bowl so i uh i i think they can both coexist and we know that matthew stafford likes to feed the guys who he trusts and he clearly has some kind of rapport with puka so i i would be able to i'd feel okay starting both although man yeah. I, I i am curious to see what kind of work kyron williams gets in the passing game because he did get a mm-hmm. decent chunk of passing game work and Maybe that takes a little bit of a hit, but I mean, he's still pretty much the only running running back of any consequence in, in LA as well. So uh, even if even if it might be a little bit of a lower expectation against an Eagles D line that is uh, pretty nasty, right? Well, here's the interesting thing to me about this game show because my first thought is, okay, Eagles win this. It's in LA, and as we know, Vegas always knows. So why are the Eagles only four point favorites? That's that, that jumps out to me like, okay, undefeated. Rams are kind of in that in-between phase. But four points, like, I wonder if this could be with a travel game. Because the Eagles haven't looked perfect. And a few teams do it in the first month. But I wonder if this could be a little bit of a trap game for the Eagles. And, like, I'm starting to think if it's only a four-point favorite, maybe the Rams could squeak this out and be it can be a little bit of an upset. Like, you know, uh, I'm looking here. Plus 164 for the Rams to win straight up. It's not bad. You know, maybe a couple bucks down. I don't know. It's Could a, be. I mean, it's, it's, it's a battle of two teams that obviously both recently were in the Super Bowl in the last couple yeah. of seasons. One winning, one losing. And I know the Rams are not exactly the same team as they were when they won the Super Bowl. But a big bugaboo against them last year was that virtually everyone was unhealthy. Right, yeah, so yeah. now you have a team that is largely healthier, at the very least. You think so with Cup, but Matthew Stafford, I mean, like with most teams, things run through the quarterback, and Stafford looks just far better. And like you said, mm-hmm. the Eagles have uh, have maybe not struggled because they're 4-0, but they're a team that has not looked quite like they've found their groove, which, by the way, is just a scary concept for a team that hasn't found their groove when they're 4-0. I mean, that's, that, that, is, that does not bode well for the rest of the NFL. But no. given that the game is in L.A., I don't, I don't hate that. I, I, maybe I might put some uh, money line bets down on the Rams as well. Although I, I, uh, I do think my, my bets will probably today largely be on the over-unders for, uh, for certain players. Ah. Less money line bets, yeah. Okay. And actually, that reminds me, at the end of the show, folks, we'll have our danger zone picks coming up our dangerous bets so send us your dangerous bets of the day what's off the not you know not a favorite but what what is your dangerous bet of the day you can get those in the comment section here on twitter at andy mc81 at sick pod browns at sns ali instagram at andy mc sports and at sns ali 
So we'll get to that a little bit later on. Um, DeAndre Swift, I think a must start. I'm surprised based on the fact Jalen Hurts runs and that whole um, committee. DeAndre Swift's looked really good in that Eagles backfield this season show. That's uh, that's something I didn't expect. Yeah, Jalen Hurts actually moving around. I mean, he still runs around and moves yeah. the pocket and is running things across the goal line. But yeah, th that he's still doing that. And DeAndre Swift is getting like 20, 25 carries a game. And looks pretty darn good. It's funny. This is the version of DeAndre Swift you and I were were going on and on and on about for years. When he was in Detroit, yeah, and I know his Detroit tenure, he was injured and stuff. So there was that's a part of it certainly. And you hope he stays healthy in Philly. But this is the guy. Like this is the guy everyone wanted to see coming out of college, and we just yeah. hadn't seen it for long stretches. And he looks great. So yeah, he's a smash start. I, I guess he's do have to roster the other the other Eagles running backs just as wow. handcuffs, but. But uh, that's that's all they are at this point because it seems to be DeAndre Swift's show. You're obviously starting everyone else as well. Like you're starting, you're starting AJ Brown. You're starting Jalen Hurts. Dallas Goddard, I will say though, Andy, Dallas Goddard has not been as as uh, fantasy relevant no. even in the uh, the scarce tight end world. He hasn't been quite as relevant this year. No, he really hasn't. Um, which is again a bit surprising because he's you know the easy target and maybe that improves. Uh, another possible significant injury and has some fantasy football effect is with the Denver Broncos Javante Williams show is going to be a true game time decision as close okay. as they're going to be looking at him in pregame warmup. So that's, that's a scary situation if for your fantasy team, because if I'm not mistaken, yeah, there are four, they're the 425 game. So if you're a Javante Williams owner show, you got to make your decision now. And I would lean, if you're that close, there's no way he's getting a full workload and it's, quite possible that he doesn't play at all. So the next man up there, somebody I picked up off of waivers who looked explosive in the time yeah. he got last week, Jaleel McLaughlin. That could be a play whether Williams goes or not today against the Jets. And the thing too is that the tough thing about this game is that there are four, four Eastern games, but two of them are 405 starts yeah. and two of them are 425 yeah. starts. So it's not as though you can even really rely on like the Eagles Rams or the uh, the Bengals Cardinals players to help you out because those games will have already started by the time the other four o'clock games start. So yeah, that's a tough one. I uh, I agree with you. You know what? I I think even if you were to play, I would bench him just because he hasn't looked great so far this mm -hmm. year. Obviously, coming off a pretty serious injury last year, and yeah. then on top of that, they're playing the Jets. Like the Jets have a pretty good defense. And a pretty good defensive line as well. So I don't know. I I don't know if it wasn't the sexiest matchup, anyways. And he's injured. I think I would probably like cool it a little bit on the uh, on the running game. I mean, the Jets defense is one of the. It might not be the best defense in the NFL, but it's a pretty good defense, right? So I think yeah. So you you wanna you wanna temper expectations whenever you have matchups against those units, right? The most interesting thing in this game to me is all the clips of uh, uh, Nathaniel Hackett versus Sean Payton. Who, what a disaster. Has anything aged worse than Sean Payton ripping on Nathaniel Hackett and then not apologizing, just being like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry it got went public. Not sorry that he said it. It's like, ah, that's inconvenient for me that it got out. <laughs> what a jerk. It's funny. Uh, I, I will say the Zach Wilson last week looked pretty good like i was uh, i was pleasantly surprised yeah. at what he, what he looked like i'm not i'm not ready to to change things around and crown no. nathaniel hackett as the qb whisperer but i mean he, zach wilson looks far better than he has like basically all of last year and all of this year as well he was trying to impress um travis kelsey's mom right yeah taylor swift yeah donna kelsey he was trying to <laughs> that's his that's his game uh we got got johnny in the chat says great shirt andy thanks look at that show all elite wrestling. Oh, you did go. you see Edge? Edge appeared this week. Adam Copeland. I did. I did see that. That was pretty Super cool. cool. Super cool. Oh, it's, that was great. And WWE, they were dumb. They forgot to. They let the rated R superstar his uh, slow lapse the copyright. So he just bought it himself. That's funny. That's great. And he owns the music too. So we came out to the his old uh, Metalingus title. It was great. Great. Uh, great bit. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks for watching there. Okay. Um, we'll get to one more game. Then we'll do. Get your questions up on Twitter, and then we'll keep rolling from there. Get to our Danger Zone picks in. Still time to get your fantasy football questions in. So we talked Jets, Broncos. Where are we? You know what? Dolphins versus Giants. I love the NFL show because things switch so quickly. Two weeks ago, it was like the Dolphins, 
No one's stopping him. Seven. No one's unbeat. Then the Bills drop a 40-burger on him, bring him back down to earth. And if you're the Dolphins, like, I'm looking. The line is 12 and a half. I hate double-digit line show. I think I might take a double touchdown on this. I think this is going to be an example-making day out of the poor Giants, who, by the way, Saquon Barkley, not going to play. Oof. Yeah, the, the Giants, for a team that we were all so, oh, my gosh, look at the Giants last year. It is like the complete opposite. Like, my goodness, they look terrible this year. And and it's not all on Daniel Jones. It really isn't. Like, it, it's no. partially on him, certainly, because he's the guy getting paid $40 million, and he's the QB and so on. But, boy, he, the entire offense has looked so discombobulated. The defenses look terrible. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The Dolphins are going to just spank the Giants today. I mean, I think you could feel good starting pretty much. I mean, you were going to start everyone oh. anyways, right? I, I admit I was a little bit concerned with the production of Jalen Waddle, but he was coming off the injury. Maybe now he is one week removed, a far worse defense in New York versus, yeah. I guess I can't say New York, but like the, the Giants versus uh, Buffalo because they're both in New York. But uh, right. yeah, I, uh, I do think that when it comes to the Dolphins today, you can feel pretty good and I don't know. From a Giants perspective, who are you starting? I guess some some people may may not have any choice but to start Daniel Jones. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm really. I'm one of like them. So like Matt Breda, for example, show an hour league where it's two QB. Okay. I just thought garbage time Daniel Jones. Like I'm like I didn't think the sure. Giants would be good, but I thought gar. You've been the fantasy results have been terrible so much so so that I'm like thinking I'm like okay. I actually thought for a second show I'm like should I start Jaleel McLaughlin over Daniel Jones? That's how bad Daniel Jones is. Like, look at these uh, last last two weeks. 4.98 and 10.72 fantasy points. I I can't have that. I can't have, like, you know, I, I have 2-2 two, two on the bench now because Cooper's coming back. I got, you know, I, I'm thinking, I'm like, do I do, I do Julie? I'm, I'm going to stick with, the, with Daniel Jones with the hope that there's some garbage time, but I don't feel good about it. And I've been scouring. There's nobody else out there. It's terrible. No, it's true. There's, there oh, are not a lot of other options out there, uh, especially in Superflex 2 QB League. So you're right. It's uh, it's not oh, looking right. great for Brian Dable's uh, New York Giants, that's for sure. I oh, uh, yeah, I would be starting as many Dolphins as possible if, 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 that's, uh, if that's within oh, yeah. your power. Yeah, start them all. Matt, you know what? Matt Braid is out there. If you need running back help, bye week, whatever. In PPR only because he can't catch the ball. Like Matt Breda for this week might actually not be a bad start. Like he could probably get you twelve fantasy points. You know? Yeah, you know what? And like, I suppose that's not terrible. It's just I don't want to bank on it because the Dolphins' defense, admittedly, the Dolphins' defense is not great. Like even when they were winning games by tons of points, they're still giving up a decent chunk of points, right? Like even in yeah. Week One, they played the Chargers and they like barely won that game because of their defense, right? So yeah. I, think, I think the defense is a little concerning to the point where you could probably feel okay starting Matt Breda, but, I mean, I, I, you'd be starting him like as an RB3, I think, not as like your RB1, for example. No, I'm with you. Okay, let's get to some uh, of your questions here. Let's pop them up. Let's get to Ask Andy. Let's go. There we go. Okay. From our buddy Pedro in Calgary, Mike Wilson or Zay Flowers, non-PPR this weekend. I also have Debo, but his status worries me. Hashtag okay. Ask Andy. The non-PPR really throws a wrinkle into this for me, show, because um, PPR-wise, I would say Zay Flowers. But Mike Wilson has put up, I think, potentially could, again, against Cincinnati, some better yards. I'll still say Zay Flowers just because we know the quarterback to receiver connection, I, you, you have to feel more comfortable with Lamar Jackson to Flowers than Dobbs to Wilson at this point. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I think so too. You, I think we want to see a teensy bit more from that, but I'd probably go Zay Flowers. I, I just only because I think we have seen, and it's been a relatively short season and a relatively short start to uh, Zay Flowers' career, but even with Mark Andrews coming back and getting a, a bulk of Lamar Jackson's uh, throwing attention, Zay Flowers can coexist there, right? So I yeah. forget, did, uh, did our pal Pedro say it was PPR and non-PPR? It might not really make a huge it's difference. non-PPR, non-PPR. Non-PPR, okay. Then, you know what, yeah. then that maybe, actually I think non-PPR gives a teensy bit of boost to Michael Wilson, but I, I, for me, I'd probably start, as someone who has both these guys, I'd probably start, uh, probably start Zay Flowers. Now, Pedro was concerned about Debo Samuel's health. You can remove that concern because his knee ribs injury designation have been removed there for Sunday go. night. 
So out of those options, I think I'd go with Debo against Dallas. Yeah, if if, if you do have Debo Samuel, uh, even against a stout Dallas defense, and to be fair, they've looked a teensy bit less stout knowing that uh, Trevon Diggs is is not there. But yeah, if you have Debo, I mean, how can you not start Debo Samuel if he's healthy, right? You pretty much yeah, have exactly. to. Exactly. All right, let's get to another one. What do we got? From Adam Johnson and then a lot of numbers. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of Adam Johnsons out there. Hey, Andy, got to leave one of these guys out at RB. So leave one out here, show. Pierce, Williams with the Rams. So Kyron Williams, Robinson, Command. So this was, okay, so that was Thursday. So Robinson's out. And then got to choose. Uh, so I guess it depends if you went with Robinson or not. Out of Williams and Pierce, I would go Williams personally. And then got to choose Jacoby Myers, your old buddy from New England, or Michael Wilson of the Cardinals. What are you thinking here, show? Well, I mean, Pierce and Williams have to be the ones you play now, right? Like, I'm thinking yeah. that if Robinson has already played. But, uh, I mean, if you're a wide receiver, um, Jacoby Myers actually, when he was healthy, and if they had the concussion issue, I think it was. So I, uh, I would probably pick Jacoby because he seems to have a rapport with with the Raiders staff and Jimmy G and so on. But I don't know, Michael Williams, it seems to be more of a, like it's a, it's a little riskier of a play, but at the same time, mm-hmm. they seem to be using him a lot more. So I might go Michael Wilson over, over old Jacoby there. And it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo concussion uh, will play. He practiced fully on Friday. So he's okay. out of concussion protocol. The may, man of glass, Jimmy G. Always something with Jimmy G. Always something. I, know, right, let's, I let's honestly close. feel bad for the guy. The guy gets injured so much, but boy, he he keeps coming back and keeps taking it. He's he he's made his money. He's he's all right. Uh, <laughs> let's bring up one more tweet and then we'll roll through the rest of the games here and get to our dangers. And let's see, Stephen Molnar, G Wilson. So Garrett Wilson or Zay Flowers? Ooh boy. So we look at Broncos, you know, right? yeah. For for Garrett Wilson show, it's like with Zach Wilson, despite the, the nice game he had last week, it's like, okay, where do we want to put that in? He had 14 targets last week, nine catches against Kansas city. You're playing Denver in Denver. Um, it's riskier with Zach Wilson because he should do okay. But, and this is going to be, I think a, an unpleasant matchup to watch just talent wise and how players are playing right now. But I think, again, I think I might go with Zay Flowers over Garrett Wilson. I think Zay Flowers is safer. Garrett Wilson could pop. But even with that great game, he still only got you 15 fantasy points. All right, I'll say this. as my And, and our, our tweeter did not say what the format was. Because if it was a half or full PPR, I probably would go Garrett Wilson. Because even if it's – especially a full PPR. Like if, if Garrett Wilson is getting – peppered with targets he's going to catch enough to get you at least 10 points right but i um i i would probably go that way and i say this as someone who actually is starting garrett wilson this week having said that the the broncos defense also andy is pretty terrible like it's a pretty awful unit and i'm sure they know that garrett wilson's gonna be the focal point but they also said uh the the jets media were reporting this week that Brees hall has no limitations so Maybe they'll they'll be a little bit more of a balanced attack going on for Zach Wilson, which I'm sure could only benefit him instead of making him throw the ball like 30 plus times a game, right? So I I think I might actually go Garrett Wilson in the end, mm. just by a smidge, just yeah. by a smidge. But if it is if it's non PPR, I might go Zay Flowers. Yeah, I, like I, I I don't I don't hate that reasoning. That makes that makes sense as well. So um, I think yeah, really you're you're. Could be could be okay, but don't have super high expectations either way. Uh, let's pull up a yeah, question from the yeah. from the chat here. Got Nathan. Good morning. Z- more Zay. Lots of Zay Flowers. Flowers, yeah. A lot of Zay questions from Nathan. Hello, Nathan. Zay Flowers or Christian Watson standard league? Boy, that's interesting. I think I might you know, go. Christian Watson is playing on Monday, right? He's still. Yeah. I think the, the Packers are playing the Raiders on Monday night. Yes. And uh, that one's interesting because Christian Watson. Now, I don't think Andy he has an injury designation because he's no, carried cleared. the, the hamp- He's cleared. He's good. He's good to go. Cleared. He's cleared. Yeah. Okay. So then, you know what? I might go Christian Watson honestly over Zay Flowers because a because it's in standard league, so we're not looking at catches or anything like that. It's it, we're just looking at yardage and, and touchdowns. So knowing that, I might go Christian Watson because. They haven't like they haven't really unleashed him. I know he got a touchdown mm-hmm. last time out, but at the same time, 
it, he only had like two catches and it kind of salvaged his day with the late touchdown. So, yeah, I don't know. I might see against the Raiders defense that is missing a lot of pieces, also not very good. I, I don't know. I think I might go Christian Watson because it's standard. And the Raiders love to like screw up, right, Joe? Like they, they just, they love it. They can't get enough. They just, <laughs> like Josh McDaniels is going to be back with the Patriots when? How soon? Oh, <laughs> Come on. man. Well, you know what? Now there's no spot for him. Bill O'Brien. He He'll looked, find a way. I don't. I don't want to say looking good because they got waxed last yeah. week. But uh, at the same at the same time, uh, is this what it's like, Andy? This is what it's like if you oh, watch, yeah. watch this on a on a weekly basis. Woo-hoo. Welcome, my friend. The water is warm. Come on in. Oh yeah. Well, you look for just bland offense, zero expectations, tricking yourself into hope, and then ultimately being disappointed. Yes. Yes, that is the world. Where we're at, there's just like Bailey Zappi. It's like Bailey Zappi. Should, I don't. Who cares? Bailey Zappi. You know, Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones against the Saints. Um, looks like Derek Carr. He said he was like okay. I'm gonna check on Derek Carr here because that could have impacts for um, Olave. Yeah, James James Winston. Ish. Uh, Carr show is questionable for Sunday's game. Is expected to start. Should be in a better place health wise. Uh, that he was during the Saints' Week Four loss to the Buccaneers. Okay, actually, Andy, real quick uh, on the on the Raiders, since you have it, you're checking. What was the status of Devonte Adams? Because I know he like fell on the shoulder, and he had a shoulder issue or something, or a rib issue of some kind. Like he fell really hard, and he was he like wasn't playing, and he was questionable. So because I, I only remembered this because of one of our previous questions, if. Devonte Adams does not play. Ah. Then whoever had asked about Jacoby Myers, maybe I would play Myers yep. in that particular situation. Yeah, great, great point. Uh, he is listed. Devonte Adams is as questionable for Week Five. Okay, uh, missed That's practice tough. on Thursday and Friday before limited session Saturday. So at the very least, it looks like he'll be limited. And again, show that's a Monday nighter. So if you have Devonte Adams, you have to make that decision. Where are you looking? Maybe it's a case where if Jacoby Myers is available on your waiver wire, pick him up as insurance. I'm going to see what Jacoby's uh, ownership level is here. I'm not sure what his. Uh, where are you, Jacoby? Probably not that high. Seventy-four percent. Yeah, he just. Played. I'm kind of oh, surprised. Okay, it's higher than I thought, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised by that. Um, so take a peek, but that that's going to be that's going to be tough because if you guess wrong, you're going to be uh, you're going to be kind of hosed there. Uh, Stuck. Yeah. You're kind of stuck. All right. Let's see. Some other games here. Uh, we talked Chiefs-Vikings uh, a little bit earlier. I think we know show the, you know, it, it it's the usual suspects there. I don't think we're getting too cute with anything from Chiefs or Vikings, right? I think the only the only name to watch, and I'm not saying start him this week by any means, but the only name to watch is uh, Rashi Rice, wide receiver mm. for the Chiefs, just because Patrick Mahomes seems to have been slowly developing more and more of a rapport with him. And Rice running around out there on broken plays, which you see so often in Kansas City. I'm not, again, I'm not saying, like, start him this week. It's just may, maybe he's Keep worth a, 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 yeah, like a bench stash roster if that's possible for your roster. If you have if you have shorter benches, it won't be. But uh, if, if you have any room for him, that's, not, that's a guy I wouldn't mind just holding on to. Uh, just until you see something more there. Because I have a feeling by the time the end of the season comes, one of the wide receivers in Kansas City will separate themselves from everyone else. Uh, yeah, and it, just because, you know, he needs someone to throw the ball to, not named Travis Kelsey. Well, you know what? If we're looking at it, he had a touchdown week one, down week two, then targets the last two weeks, seven and five catches, five and three catches. So we're seeing him, like you said, being slowly incorporated into it. That'll be it. That's an interesting add and stash and sort of reassessing each week as things go on. Do we see a pattern of growth or does right. it stay in that kind of fringe area? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Rashid Rice, that's not a that's not a bad one there. Um, Ravens and Steelers. Talked about it off the top. For us Browns fans, we want the Steelers to win to keep the Ravens in check. Lots of Zay Flowers questions. So yeah, Zay Flowers. I'm not interested in any of the Ravens running backs. Again, you got Justice Hill even banged up. Gus Edwards. Ingram's or Melvin Gordon's floating around like it's it's for me it's Lamar Jackson uh Mark Andrews and Zay Flowers uh similarly Andy to the uh Rushy Rice conversation that Keaton Mitchell guy uh he was the guy who 
had some flash in the preseason. Now this is probably even less likely than the Rashi Rice thing because he hasn't played this year. He's on the uh, he's on the IR to return list or whatever right. it is. So he's not he's not eligible to return yet. I don't believe, or if he is, they haven't taken him off the list. But he was a guy that I think a lot of people had popularly uh, stashed in your IR spot if you do have one because it's not really taking up any other room on your roster. So that could, that wouldn't be a terrible just pick up, stick in the IR spot if you haven't already done so, just because when he comes back, there is so much room for the running backs to, like the the running back usage to go towards one guy. They clearly wanted to do that with J.K. Dobbins, and then he tore his Achilles, right? So uh, I I wouldn't, they probably will go running back by committee, but you're right, for this week alone, it's just going to be, it's just going to be the usual suspects of Lamar, uh, Zay, and uh, certainly Mark Andrews. And I don't know, for the Steelers, are you starting anyone from the Steelers, Andy? Like they look up, like they're all banged up and they look terrible. It's it's a yes. pretty bad combination. You have already a bad Kenny Pickett who's now going to be even less mobile. Like I would have gone with Mitch Trubisky. Again, Mitch Trubisky's won games. He's gotten to the playoff. He's 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 won games for you. Obviously, he's not great because he's not a starter, but he's won games and knows the offense. Like I would put Mitch Trubisky. I think he gives you a better chance against the Ravens. Where Kenny Pick, like, show this is going to be ugly like they're got the Ravens defense we saw go after poor rookie uh, uh DTR last week for the Browns like they're just got Kenny Pickett can't roll out they're gonna eat his eat him alive I would take the Ravens defense as a, a start if you if you need one for DST this week that's another you know, it's, it's not a bad point we you don't often say that about certain defenses but uh yeah you're right the Ravens defense has been uh, they've been okay right they've been okay and against a, a a banged up Steelers team they're probably not a bad play either I don't disagree with you no, Odell Beckham Jr. show is back in. Get quite five catches in two games. Stop. Come on, man. Do I have to make my weekly campaign against playing Odell well, that's why Beckham you only Jr.? Got the one-year deal, right? The, he's not going to be paid too much money at least. He's getting 17 mil. My next, give me that agent. How the heck does that guy at this point in his career get that much money? Outrageous. Outrageous. It infuriates me that that man makes that much money. For the hot pile of garbage that he is. Anyway, uh, that's a Super Bowl champion. Oh, <laughs> hey, show! Don't stare at him too long. His one of his ACLs will fly off and hit you in the eye. Good They're lord! Terrible. I know. Detroit Lions. Also, we talked defense. I want. I, I picked up the Lions defense um, in a couple of my leagues this week. I know again, DS two. But look, last two games: twelve sacks, two interceptions, recovered fumble. Um, 16 and 10 fantasy points, and you're playing the Panthers. If they're there and you need a little boost, like, look, week one, we had Dallas got me 27 fantasy points. Like, defense in spots can pop. If you're getting 16 fantasy points, like, hello, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder what the props are on uh, Aiden Hutchinson specifically Ooh. snacking Bryce Young just because he looks – that guy it looks nasty week in yeah, and man. week out. And his his uh, teammates on the D-line aren't too shabby either. So you're right. It's not a bad play. The, the Bry- Bryce Young, I think, is one of the most contacted quarterbacks in the NFL. That is crazy. Yeah. That yeah. is so crazy. So I, I actually feel a little bad for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Lions defense, I, I don't know how many years it's been since we've been able to consistently say that, but they look pretty good. Like, like never. Probably say it's been it's been a, a while. Yeah, Bryce Young with that size. Ooh, that's gonna be ugly. All right, Joe. Let's wrap things up with our danger zone best bets. Danger zone. Let's go. All right, danger zone picks. And I want to hear from you guys. What's your dangerous pick this week? What is your dangerous best bet? And then we'll get to one more. We've got a couple more questions in the chat, fantasy-wise. We'll get to that in a sec. But show what is your danger zone? And of course, that is. An homage to our buddy Baker Mayfield. Woke up feeling dangerous. We don't have to play the clip anymore, though, show. I know you're happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) He he doesn't play for the Browns anymore, Andy. So now it feels a little, it feels like we can't, unless he says something equally crazy in, uh, in, in, uh, in Tampa. But my my danger zone uh, best bet, my danger zone pick, I'm taking the over. On Chris Olave receiving yards. That's it today. And I'm taking, if there's an alternate, spread or an alternate over under that you could take i take the over on that too because look i know jc jackson is in for the patriots they went out and got him but they have they were missing a whole bunch of their best players yes or last week when they took on the dallas cowboys and 
The Dallas Cowboys, I'm sure a lot of people would agree, are a better team than the New Orleans Saints. But still, yes. the best uh, wide receivers still take advantage of the the uh, missing coverages, the gaps in the defense. And the Patriots will, even if J.C. Jackson plays, will be without Christian Gonzalez. They'll be without Matthew Judon, one of their better linebackers yeah. to rush the passer. So I, I don't even really care who it is. If it's Derek Carr or if it's Jameis Winston, I'd still take the over on Chris Olave. He had a disappointing last week. But I think he's going to bounce back in a huge way this week. My uh, danger zone picture, I'm going season long here. And I'm going to stick one more bouquet of flowers to Baker Mayfield for comeback player of the year show. Comeback player of the year on the DraftKings Sportsbook. He is plus 1,800, plus 1,800 for Baker Mayfield comeback player of the year. Think about it. The overwhelming favorite was DeMar Hamlin. Guy the guy has to actually do something on the field. Like we love the story. I'm glad, you know, he's, he's on the team, but if he doesn't do, he has to do something of, of significance. I would think to have to get that. And if Baker Mayfield, let's say wins the division for the Buccaneers and his numbers look good. That's as good a play as any potentially. And at like plus 1800, I I'm going to put a, a few bucks down for my danger zone. Pick the man who inspired the segment. Baker Mayfield woke up feeling dangerous. Come back Mayfield. Here's the thing. I, I feel like I don't disagree with you, but I also feel like often the comeback player of the year award goes to someone who is injured. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like it, it kind of feels like it's like a, it's cheating a little bit because if Baker continues to play this well, he probably should be the comeback player of the year. But it just feels like I'm trying to think of like big candidates who were injured who would who would who can play and potentially steal that from him, but. Tua? Baker, probably, Baker probably the 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 biggest guy. Yeah, uh, uh, Tua could could do it too. Yeah, Tua is not a bad healthy. pick actually. Yeah, he's plus uh, three eighty on the DraftKings sportsbook. So, but I'm saying my dangerous pick Baker Mayfield, and hey, you can make that bet right now on the DraftKings sportsbook. DraftKings hooking you up, folks. With an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. So you get little bonuses on your bet. So you use the bonus code SICKSPORTS to get that $200 bonus. You can get in the game uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, code SICKSPORTS. New customers, $200 instantly in bonus bets when you make that $5 play. That's code SICKSPORTS. And show the crown is yours. It's yours. It's mine. It's yours. That's what it says. So congratulations. <laughs> the show, the crown is yours. And it could be it could be anybody. Six sports is the code. Um, okay, one more. We'll get to a couple more questions here. Then we'll wrap her up. Danger zone pick from uh, Thunderwolf. Our buddy says Rams to beat Philly straight up. Ooh, okay. I like it. I like it. I, yeah. That, I, I get that vibe show. I, I'm, I think I might put a, a couple bucks down again on that one because that's that's got that feeling of it could surprise Eagles got to lose at some point and it could be to the Rams and one more. Uh, ooh, how about this for a way to finish this, sh the, the show CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson at quarterback oh, that's today. A good one. That's a really good one. Ooh, I like it. Um, I'm going to say, I think at this point, which is wild to say, you know, you can have, be more reliable as a rookie quarterback, but two rookies, I think the safer path is CJ Stroud the kind of more fluctuating one with rushing yards and all that is Anthony Richardson. So I'm going to say against the Falcons, CJ Stroud. Okay. So you're going to go Stroud. I will still go Richardson just because yes, the Titans run defense is very good. The Titans pass defense far less. So, and Richardson has shown off the ability to actually fit the ball into some tight windows. Yeah, like I, I only say this, all quarterbacks should be able to do that, but I only say that because we didn't really expect a lot of passing work from Anthony Richardson this year, and he's been pretty good. So that's a great question, actually, because they've both been excellent, and they both have decent matchups. But I, I think I will stick with Anthony Richardson, given his uh, his just obscene production so far through a couple of games. You just hope he stays healthy. Well, yeah, had the concussion and all that. Uh, yeah. Tough tough to argue either way. You're in a great spot there, Rick. So I say C.J. Stroud. Show says Anthony Richardson. Either way, I think you're going to be all right. Okay, show. Tell people where they can find you, man. We got we got week five uh, cooking right now. Yeah, SNS Alley with two L's is where you can find me on both Instagram and uh, and Twitter as well, or X 
as they say. And uh, yeah, I, uh, anytime you need me, I'm, I'm more than happy to answer any questions. And I look forward to doing this to you again, Andy. Absolutely, show. We'll do it next week, brother. Thank you so much. See you, man. All right, there we go. Show Ali. Okay. Um, that'll do it, folks. Tuesday, we'll be back. Get ready. The Browns bye week. They'll be back practicing. They'll be back trying to get in the groove, getting ready for the San Francisco 49ers. I want, in the meantime, put your thinking caps on. We'll put it out on Twitter a little bit later, too. Give me the one thing you want the Browns to improve on coming out of the bye week. If you could wave your wand and say one thing they can make it better going in to play San Francisco, what would it be? I'll tell you mine on Tuesday. You let me know on Twitter at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns, Instagram and TikTok at AndyMCSports. Let me know. Thank you so much, anybody. Everybody, any other betting or fantasy football questions before kickoff or whatever, get me on social media. Use hashtag AskAndy. Thanks to Show Ali. Thanks to the Sick Podcast crew. I'm Andy McNamara, and you've been watching the Sick Podcast. We'll see you Tuesday. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.